0: So I went to the San Jose um, Good Teaching Conference Ooh. this weekend, and how was that? It was really good. I've heard so many. I'm gonna go next year. So we were walking back. We went to this place that sells like ice is cream sandwiches. Train? No, this is an RV. Oh, RV. What? We were so we were walking. we were what Eating is that? our ice cream sandwiches when we saw this RV with hydraulic scoop. Oh, it's a I was like, am I drunk? Am I that drunk? You're doing shrewd. And then we we went back to the hotel, and as we were crossing the street to go to the
1: hotel, the RV drove by again. Only in California. That's what I love about California, right there. An RV. on hydraulic. It was so... We were crying. We were were laughing so hard. Dude, do you want another beer? Yeah, yeah, let's do another beer. Yeah, yeah.
0: Welcome to Conversation on Tap, a new podcast that seeks to promote intelligent dialogue in an age of echo chambers and self segregation, pull up a stool, pour a glass of tasty beer, and join us each week as we discuss all the topics that you were told not to talk about in polite company. My name is Jose.
1: My name is Joel. And uh, do it here at this bar. You guys know who you are that know about this place. Yes. And we already have people coming next week, which is going to be fun. Our first guests. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Well, this week we are going to
0: be diving into the controversial topic of gun control. But before we dive into gun control, um, Joel, what are we drinking this week?
1: All right, I pulled all these bottles out, and I mean, I keep on, I feel like a broken record, but we are damn lucky to be in the Central Coast because... We have, we like, last week was Firestone. Mm-hmm. The week before was a brand new beer that just sort of popped out into the n- kind of mainstream Santa Maria really Brewer, yeah. And uh, now we got Fig Mountain. I think is it your favorite?
0: I love Figaro Mountain. What is your favorite beer? When I go to Figaro Mountain, I drink the beer that we are drinking this week Ooh. called Lizard's Mouth.
1: Oh,
0: it's, it's so, so good. good.
1: Yes. And it's so high alcohol. 9% it is dangerous. alcohol by It fall, does not yeah. taste like it. So be very careful, people. It's so
0: good. But there are times... So my, I'll, I'll take my wife to Fig, to Figaro Mountain. And um, they have awesome appetizers. So we'll get pizza, personal pizzas. And then we'll get um, their tots. They have amazing food. I think they also have nachos
1: and they have um, tacos. Those tacos, those tri-tip oh, tacos are amazing. So amazing. And there, another one... And we talked about this first episode, they just keep on expanding. Yeah. I think they're my brother in law who's a full on we gotta have him on one day, here just fanatic. Uh, goes to a fig mountain, I think it's Camarillo or is it really? Thousand Oaks? And there's I mean they're all over the place. Huh. The one at is awesome. They have live music I think most weekends. And Cornhole. Yes, that's right. You bet. we gotta I've, go together we gotta go together. We
0: could oh we could do a podcast recording there. <laughs> oh, that would be sweet. Yeah, be We're patching out <laughs> We can do a live conversational <laughs> podcast. What the people the are these guys doing? But, um, no, I, I love this beer. Um, it's a tight little place that, at the Figaro Mountain in Santa Maria, but they
1: overwhelmed the um, me and Ed's that was next door. <laughs> it is so funny to go into me and Ed's and see, like, five people, and then you go next door to this tiny little space, tiny and there's it's full. It's full of 30 facts. people. <laughs> I love it. Is Fig Mountain a Buellton company? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's their, and they've just branched out. So, you know, let's keep this, everyone, this local brewery thing. And I don't think they've been bought out. I think Firestone's got a quasi-relationship with a huge distributor. So they're not huge. But Big Mountain, I don't think it has yet. So Let's pray they don't. Let's, because let's keep it going. Because they are amazing. Mm, man, okay. Let's talk about the other stuff. So I already had a, and I bought this at BevMo. Here in Santa Maria, a zero to sexy golden oh, coffee yes. ale. You got to try this next. I've had that. This is crazy good, and coffee and beer mm-hmm. really worked. And by the way, coffee and peanut butter. Have you tried that yet? Okay, so Christina loves the coffee and peanut butter beer.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Belchard beer, probably. It might be. Yes, that's what it is. So
1: good, amazing. It yes. just works so well. So the other stuff then that we got in this big bag is. Of course, Hoppy Poppy. I'm looking at my fridge right now. And the other stuff is Fig Mountain Mosaic. What is Mosaic? Oh, Pale Ale. Right on. You know what? I don't know if I've had that. I'm embarrassed to say. I don't think I've had any, but it looks... I'm going to keep this out and we'll try that next.
0: I think it might be a light version
1: of the Hurricane or the Hoppy Poppy. Come on. Can we cheers one more time for how freaking lucky we are? Thank God. I mean, we are... Woo! Cheers. In such a beautiful area, but does the beauty extend to, like, making beer somehow? Beer and, <laughs> for people who don't know about the Central Coast,
0: wine. Oh, you know what? We have wine here. We need we, to drink wine we, one we, week. Let's do wine next week. We do. We need to do that. We are nah, not. next week, but the week after. Okay, right on. Right so we have on. a guest who's but bringing beer. Oh, that's right.
1: Our guest next week's going to be fun. He's bringing He's his, his own, own beer. beer. All right, got to move on now. Plus we're we we're talking about beer. It's easy, easy to talk about beer forever.
0: Way back in there was to drink was nothing but name invented And now for the segment of our show that we call fred Talks: Friend reunion Educational Discussion. In this segment of our show, Joel and I each share one thing that we are passionate about for a few minutes. Though we tend to be a bit loquacious, so that isn't a strict time limit. So my wife was commenting that my Fred Talks have had a Catholic flavor to it. So I guess my, my Fred
1: Talks are um, like the Catholic minute of our show. I don't know. But I love that, man. That I think happen. that I just, I mean, my dad's a pastor, so I just, I dig talk
0: about religion so Bring it on. It's part of who I am, so it's kind of hard for me to separate it out. And if you're listening and you're drinking along (laughs) with the podcast, which you should be doing... You
1: better be. If you hear this podcast and you don't open a beer, you are wrong. Exactly. Open a beer, people.
0: But if you're drinking and you're listening to this podcast every time you hear me reference something related to to the Catholic Church or the Catholicism or religion, take a drink. Now... Is there a
1: Latin word for today's Fred talk? No,
0: Damn. there should be. So I, I decided I would kind of cut back on my Catholicism, my Christianity for just a little, a, little, a little bit here. But the last few weeks have been, in my life, have been dominated by the union. So we're teachers. I'm a member of the union. Um, we're in Santa Maria. So it's the Santa Maria Elementary Education Association. But I'm also an elected board member. I'm the secretary of our union board. So I've been going to conferences to Vegas a couple of weeks ago. This last weekend, I was in San Jose. And the consistent theme has been the potential impact that this Janus v. Ask Me A-F-S-C-M-E, um, case will have, case before
1: the Supreme Court, what impact that will have on us as um, teachers in the union. Okay. And I'm sorry for asking all this. I think I know, but do we know what Kennedy's going to do? Because he's always the, he's the is he going to? I mean he has switched crazily before yes. is he going to go for us or not for unions I'm a union guy too right
0: I'm a teacher and we just came from a union meeting actually yeah. before we did the podcast yeah, yeah absolutely kennedy just Do kennedy, we know? he's a flip flop we never know we never know he's a he's he's the jump ball i guess yeah in the in the previous um, supreme court case um, friedrichs versus how do we. CTA. He sided some, with Friedrichs.
1: Somehow, business. like, <laughs> praise. Scalia's dead. I, well,
0: I'm laughing. That's horrible. It's horrible. He was a. He was a good he Catholic. A, but that, no, it was a divine that intervention.
1: That actually was crazy in how that saved that whole thing. Yeah, it was it had to be divine intervention. That was we're talking about Catholicism right here. This is total <laughs> this God, people. This <laughs> is total divine intervention. I mean, my lord. Well it was it was so scalia
0: died, no pun So the case ended up being four four, which reverted it back to the lower court, which upheld CTA's rights. Right. But in this case, um, Janus versus the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees. Now, with Trump's um, Supreme Court nominee, Neil Gorsuch, it looks like they're going to side with Janice and they're going to um, take away the union's right to collect agency fees or fair share fees.
1: Okay. So, this means, everybody, that... If you are in uh, right to, not to right to work, but what is California called? Well, California. Not right to work, but right to. Well, unionize, I suppose. Yeah, unionize. That if you don't want to pay into unions, you still get all the benefits that unions provide. So So you can ride for free. Yes, we call them free free riders or freeloaders. Basically,
0: what happens is this. You, as, a, as an employee of the school district, um, will continue to benefit from any negotiation, salary, benefit, class size, whatever, what, what have you, work day, any contract negotiations that the union undertakes. You benefit from that without paying your fair share or your agency
1: fees. Okay, see, I don't have a huge problem if we can tell those guys, okay. Go negotiate on your own, but you just told me a while back you they can't, can't. That's what legally the union is. Legally the union is obligated to
0: represent every single so, like,
1: employee. The onus is on them, but the other people have nothing on them.
0: Exactly. So the, the goal is, you know, as as teachers in union, we pay about a hundred dollars a month. So you're looking at a, a situation where a member could say, you know what, I'm just not going to pay my dues. And I'll save myself $1,100 a year. But they will then benefit from all the um, the contract negotiations, everything. So the the analogy that we've used before, and I've heard this multiple times, it's like if everyone decides to carpool and go out to dinner, and everyone's like, let's go to Chili's, and one person's like, "Nah, I want to go to Applebee's. Well, everyone ends up going to, including the person who dissented, everyone ends up going to Chili's. Right, and the person who didn't want to go still orders an appetizer, devours it. They order their entree, devours it.
1: They get dessert, devours it. Yeah. Well, when it comes time to split the check, now the reason you said Applebee's because they should have opted out at that point. At that but point, but they didn't. No one should eat an Applebee's. Yes. <laughs> no, the, the, I mean, but the guy who's okay,
0: go on. Right. So, so the point is, like, at the at at this point, everyone's going to share the bill. Everyone's yeah, going to take. Everyone's going to get the bill and split it. Right. Well, this person would then say, "Well, I didn't even want to eat here, so I'm not going to pay my, my my fair share of the bill, even though they benefited from the meal, they benefited from the write over, everything. Yeah. They decided they're not going to pay their
1: fair share." Right. Yeah, I just I keep on going back to the fact that well, they need to individually negotiate with the district, and what you know, wherever the what does this affect more than teachers or do you this know will like every. Public labor union. Oh, my Lord. Everyone. Okay. Can we just bring up the fact that if you look at graphs of uh, income inequality Mm -hmm. and union membership and union um, dedication, I mean, they're parallel. I mean, it's crazy. Downward. Downward. Union membership is down. I mean, I don't know if it's the same proportion that... Incom, in, income inequality is up. I think it's very, very closely, um, related. closely related. And it, that's not a coincidence. Now, that's baloney that these free riders can do that. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Because that's going to happen. It is. How are we going to get these people, especially young people, to right. to, to, to be union believers?
0: So that's going to put the onus on us as the union to get out there and engage our members directly, one-to-one, person-to-person, face-to-face, and we have to change our mindset. So, currently, the mindset is, oh, the union will take care of, you know, whatever. Yeah. But we have to re-engage our members, re-emphasize the importance of unions, and, um... Remind them that you are the union, and you have the power to make a difference.
1: You know what? I love the fact that you said one-to-one. It does not work. All these – you can send out mass flyers Mm -hmm. and Facebook stuff, but you know what? I am going to do what I can to them face-to-face and say, listen, you are benefiting, and the country is benefiting Mm -hmm. from union work. You know? Right. God knows, corporations have so many advantages, and in this case, it's not a corporation, but it's very similar. School districts or wherever these unions are working. Right, right. management. Right. Um, can you can you do your part? You know, we right. and, and, and it works when you do it one to one. Totally, it's because and we have to, we have to remember this.
0: Unions are about relationships. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's about yeah. community. And when it becomes about business or contracts, or it becomes impersonal. Yeah. And I think that with this case, and I think the odds are very likely that the Supreme Court will decide against unions, mm-hmm. which yeah. will only undermine unions further. And we're already at a really low, historically low rate of um, union participation. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. These anti-union groups want this. And unfortunately, we have a Supreme Court that's lopsided in, in supporting
1: Corporate or yeah. anti-union interests. Yep. Yeah. Thanks to an insane, an insane sort of end run by the Congress not allowing Obama to pick it. Oh, my gosh. That just boils yeah. my blood. Okay. What does the Catholic Church say about this?
0: So the um, Catholic Church, um, the U.S. Catholic Conference of uh, Bishops, They actually filed an amicus brief. And if you don't know what that means, it's um, a technical term meaning friend of the court. Yeah, amicus amigo. (laughs) There you go, amicus amigo. And they basically said, look, you cannot, in saying this to the Supreme Court, you cannot find against labor unions and be consistent with what we would call like Christian teaching, basically. And looking at their amicus brief right here, um, the Catholic bishops wrote, The Catholic bishops of the United States have long and consistently supported the right of workers to organize for the purpose of collective bargaining, because this right is substantially weakened by so-called right-to-work laws. Many bishops in their diocese, through their state conferences and through their national conference, have opposed or cast out on such laws, and no U.S. bishop has expressed support for them, them being right-to-work laws. Wow. So the you church know what? has sided with unions and
1: said, these are immoral. They're against Christian teaching. Wow. Uh, there's a guy named John Newhouse, I think his name is. He was a former Lutheran that became a Catholic. I love Catholics. I guess social justice. They're totally into social justice. Are. Lutherans are not, for the most part. Really? ELCA is, but my, the, the Lutheran church I grew up in called um, Missouri Synod, they think social justice is baloney. Wow. And it's, I just love the fact that they're fighting hard. And you know what? This affects lives. It this does. really does. This affects, I mean, the middle class is being hollowed out. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's mainly because, or partly because, maybe mainly because, uh, the unions are just not, I mean, they are at a low point in history. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous.
0: So if you look at the high point, of labor participation the number
1: one employer was GM i mean and, and happily so i think which is amazing yes. because they realize when people are making a boatload of money or not not a boatload of money a, a livable, decent, wage. livable wage they're buying their products so you can actually
0: see there's a correlation between labor participation in unions and the growth of the middle class yeah there's a relationship there they're for losing a that and so now when you look at the number one employer with, with labor participation so low in unions, the number one employer, Walmart. <laughs> and you, the American taxpayer, are subsidizing Walmart's profits. Yeah. Because they're able to employ all these people at wages that are below a livable income. Yeah. And so we livable. taxpayers have to... Pay for their Section 8, pay for welfare, yeah. pay for food stamps, et cetera. We're subsidizing. Talk about free or, uh, free riders. Man, totally. they're just playing both
1: sides. And Walmart's making money. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. Another uh, great reason to, like, I, I, I'm not shilling for any company, but Costco generally, pay, oh, they pay yeah. full-on health care, they pay great wages, mm-hmm. and Good for them, you know. We gotta like right. shop. We gotta use boycott and shopping to our benefit. Vote with your money, vote yep. with your wallet, yeah. Bo- yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna just, I mean, mine, I always want mine to be very short and kind of just like I, uh, pithy. And here's one for all you people that love Hawaii, uh, Hawaiians. Uh, loves to eat dog. And, um, you know, I have no problem with that. And I think that there's a boatload of people out there who are disgusted by that. Mm -hmm. But that is a cultural thing. And pigs are... More intelligent than dogs, and if you don't want to eat pork anymore, you better not criticize the Hawaiians for eating dogs. Damn it! I love oh that. By the way, I'm a racist. Have I ever told you this? What? No. I ever. I tell everybody this. I'm racist because I think the most amazing culture <laughs> on earth are Hawaiians. I'm serious. I just. I'm a Hawaii file, and um, well, you grew up there. I grew up there, and they traveled amazing distances and did amazing things to get there. My wife is very much part Hawaiian. And so who cares if they ate dogs? And don't give them crap for it. Dog? Hey, I, I heard dog tastes like chicken. So, <laughs> uh, Would you eat dog, Jose? Tell me the truth. Would I you know. It was put before you right now. I don't think I would. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I can't even eat lingua. Like cow tongue? I can't eat that. I had lingua once, and it tasted very much like cloves, which to me is like a way to sort of hide the taste of the truth. That's funny. Yeah. So I think that's interesting because we're biased. Yeah. We're biased against eating cute or cuddly animals. Can you imagine eating cats? Does any culture do that? That's the one that is, like, so forbidden
0: that nobody does it. I hope not. I love cats. I think they eat (laughs) cats in poorer countries because there are so many feral cats that they'll eat them.
1: Okay, right on. That makes sense.
0: And I would be fine with that. We cannot, like, pick and choose. So, okay, let me tell you a story. Um, (laughs) Let me tell you a story here. Okay, so um, I went to go visit my dad when I was in high school. He lives up in northern California, like Redwoods. Area, and he took me out to his buddy's ranch, and he's like, "We're gonna eat dinner here. We're gonna have a party." And I was like, "Oh, cool!" My dad's this short, little, super dark Mexican from Michoacan. I
1: love that. Yes,
0: and I'm not like that at all. But but you guys totally got along, right? Well, we get along better now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We were, he was gone for like a long period of my life. But okay. Now is it now that I'm an adult, high school and into an adult home, we're we're, we're better. But what's funny is that he's like, oh, yeah, check out these animals. There's a goat right here. And I was like, oh, cool, goat, nice, hanging out with the goat. What's the goat's name? I forget the goat's name now, but, yeah. I didn't give it a name. What are you talking about? <laughs> Did he? I, I, I'm pretty sure there was a name for the goat. Okay. Because I remember this was horrible. So, Jeevil. Not to, to give a spoiler alert to my story, but he's like, this is what this goat is, what we're going to eat for dinner. Oh, beep. Yeah, they
1: slaughtered the goats. No beep. Dug a hole. No beep. That's how they do it in Michoacan or some state in Mexico? Somewhere. Dude, were you stoked or no? I was not. Jose. They dug a hole, put the charcoal, they put down the palm leaves. Jose, this is how they do it in Hawaii. Really? Yes. And the meat, any meat always comes out. I'm serious. You're laughing. Very tender. Yes. Yes. How was it? I didn't try it. Oh, come on. I
0: refused. Are you serious? I couldn't eat it because I had just met the goat. Oh, no. I literally just met the goat. And you, like, what did your dad do? Oh, he was cracking up. He thought it was funny. He?
1: I mean, he wasn't mad at you? I was like, oh, it was salad. Oh, no. Jose. I would have been down with that. Really? Heck, yeah. I love. I, 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 I've heard good things. The only thing I won't try is a balope. It's a Filipino food. Mm-hmm. They, like kill no they take an egg mm-hmm. with a half hatched chicken in it and, in here. and they yeah uh, listen to that yeah, yeah. what is that that's my uh, lizard's mouth and they eat this egg mm-hmm. i think it might be fermented with a half hatched feathers on chick Are in you it curious i can't know yes. that, that's the one thing i won't try but i will try almost everything besides that you messed that's up nice. man So, this week we're going to talk about, in our main talk, gun control. And it is so topical, especially for us because, and I am, I mean, this is crazy that we're talking about right now. We planned it before this happened. Somebody in Santa Maria was just shot and killed. A student. A student. A junior high student in our sister junior high um, because of, I guess the gun went off or something. And... It, I mean, we are all just, we're just sad. We are just sad. I mean, TK, the junior high in our district is very sad, and we're just grieving with them. And it's just, it's brutal.
0: So, yeah, I, I went to um, San Jose this weekend <clears throat> for a conference, and one of the people who attended the conference had to leave early oh. because it was one of her students. Oh, and man. then today I was in a meeting that she was supposed to be at, But she didn't go because, I guess, at the school site, they were doing this um, memorial or something. And they had, I guess, counselors there. And they had people there to help the students who were um, friends with the victim. Mm -hmm. Basically, this was a 13-year-old boy. And um, he was shot to death by his brother. Can you imagine? Totally
1: killed by accident. Now, we can go for an hour on what it's going to do to this guy's life, let alone obviously the dead, the dead brother's life. Yes. Okay. So there's two victims here Mm -hmm. and that brother needs some serious love in his life. If it was, I think obviously it was an accident.
0: It was an accident, but
1: the brother who, who, um, fired the
0: gun is going to be, has been arrested and he'll be charged because, um, I guess he was on probation and he shouldn't have been, uh, he should not have owned the gun. He shouldn't have been in possession right. of the gun. He was 19 years
1: old. All right. Well, Neg- that he's negligent. Yeah. That adds a little gray but to the whole story. It, uh, we loved about the Gray, here
0: yep. on this podcast. But nonetheless, yeah. that he killed, shot, and
1: killed his own brother oh. by accident. And he's okay. going to live with that for the rest of his life. All right. Now we're shocked, mm-hmm. but this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's get real here and nobody seems to know it. Mm -hmm. Nobody seems to think we can do anything about it, but let's get into the fact that without a doubt and nobody, no, 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 there's a crazy fringe that does want to outlaw all guns, but nobody is saying we're going to take your guns, Mm -hmm. but we can do something about it. It works. So where, where does it work?
0: You, you mentioned this earlier, Australia. Yeah, they had they had a mass shooting, and what do they do? They imposed some strict gun control laws, and they have not had a mass shooting since then.
1: Oh, we will will we get there? I hope. I mean, we do. how? What do we? What does it take to get there? It just takes carnage, doesn't it? it I mean, can you imagine? It's like oh. Uh, Las Vegas-style thing, and then the Texas church shooting-type thing all in one week. And then we're finally like, okay, we're going to do something. But what the... I mean, that's money. I don't know, Joel, because
0: you look at Sandy Hook, and you had dozens of people who were killed, and many of them were children, five, six-year-olds If that doesn't do it, forget it. What can you do? Yeah. And I think that's, that's what pisses me off, is thinking about that and then thinking about the fact that we had a president, President Obama, who got in front of the country to talk about that, and he literally was shedding tears, and you had conservatives mocking him for that. Wow. Like how? Like, look at the president crying. What a baby. He's crying because little kids were murdered. Wow. And I think because we have these school shootings, we have these mass shootings so often, the country's becoming immune. Like, they're becoming immune to the shock of violence. We
1: are most definitely getting numb, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how you fight that when, I mean, for us, we're just shocked, but Mm -hmm. the man on the street is probably like, eh, it's another one, and this is, we have to deal with it. We just have to just carry on, which is baloney. Things work. Laws work. And let's get back to the gray area. Are you in favor of outlawing all guns? No. Okay, because we haven't we seriously haven't talked about this we haven't talked before, about this. And, right. and I'm not either, and conservatives think that progressives, liberals want to take their guns, and I'm totally, that's, first of all, if that happened, there would be riots on the street, oh, and rightly course. so. I agree. So, just Barack Obama, President,
0: I should say, President Barack Obama, just talking about the prospect of gun control legislation led to an increase In firearm (laughs) purchases. Yeah, yeah. So really, the NRA should love President Obama because he was their number (laughs) one advertiser. He
1: made them so much money. Because every time there
0: was a school shooting, every time there was a mass shooting, President Obama got on TV and said, this has to stop. We have to stop killing each other. And what happened? The days after his shootings and the the days after he spoke, gun purchases skyrocketed.
1: We have this weird thing in the United States where we needed guns. Mm -hmm. We really did. As people moved west and my buddies who love hunting and love guns, they made this point so clear to me. If you didn't have a gun moving across the country, you died. Yeah. And not, not because Indians or because of uh, mountain lions, but because you need that gun for food. Exactly. Hunting. Yeah. And and so um, the idea that somebody's going to take away your hunting rights or your ability to defend yourself in your home – And I don't think even really, I mean, the far left are screwing us with this because they want that. Right. And the conservatives, again, here we are, gray area, conservatives are like, see, they're going to take all our guns. They're going to come into our homes. No, that's not what we want. We want mentally ill people not to have guns. Exactly. We want... Uh, you to be forced to put that gun down away Mm -hmm. in a safe spot that you can access easily, but is safe. And that's the thing. Because
0: we do have a fringe group of wackadoos who say we should compass. On both sides. On both sides, there are fringe wackadoos. But I think the fringe on the right end is a little larger.
1: No, they don't give an
0: inch. They don't. But because they don't give an inch on the left... The right is then able to say, you know, they're going to come in and they're black UN helicopters. They're going to yeah. swoop in, kick in your heard, doors,
1: and get yeah. your guns. Yeah, I've heard people say that. That's not going to Can happened. that happen in the United States? No. Never happened. That is okay, not going so to happen. That's what I
0: was going to say earlier
1: about Barack Obama.
0: That these people thought he was going to come and take your guns. And I think, you know what? Look at how crazy you people went. Because he improved health care. In our country. (laughs) You were ready to burn the country down because he gave you greater access to health care. And now they like it, by the way. now they like it, by the way. But imagine how crazy they would go if Barack Obama were to pass some extreme gun confiscation law. They would have burned the country to the ground. it would have been riots in the streets. Exactly. So he never proposed that. No one has proposed that. Nope. What's been proposed are sensible gun control laws.
1: Please. Can we not give guns to mentally ill people? Or people who are on the no-fly list. Okay, and how about people who have abused their wife or husband? Exactly. There's a huge percentage of... All right, when there's a wife or a uh, husband killed, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's likely... Not likely, but there's a certain percentage who have shot them with a gun. Exactly, that would not have happened. Talk about suicide, dude. That's crazy. All
0: right. So when we look at um, gun violence in this country, and it is an epidemic, we have we no have doubt. So many mass shootings. More mass shootings occur in this country than any other
1: country. I mean, in the Europeans world. think we are nutty, and we are.
0: We are nutty. But if you look at gun violence in this country, the number one victim of Gun violence is, drum roll, the gun owner. Yep. Suicide. Yep. People commit suicide with their own firearm. Yep,
1: yep. That is the number one life taker. Now, there's a debate out there, and I'm on the fence on whether or not we should allow people to take their own life, because we don't know what pain they're going through. But I always advocate for counseling and talking to them, and man, you do not survive gunshot generally. No, You don't recover from a gunshot wound generally. Right. It's, you're super
0: effective. I, as, I mean, obviously, as a Catholic, I would say that I'm not in favor of taking your own life in any circumstance. But why give people the means to take their own life? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're, if you're going to have a gun in your
1: home, and you have a mental illness, and it's documented... Ooh. Hmm. that should be a red flag are we there in some states by the way what is california's laws i I mean i think that we don't and you know i shouldn't bring this up but i I don't think we give it uh gun ownership to spouses that abuse I might be wrong i think you're right and felons i don't think can own a uh, firearm but um i don't know it's so wishy-washy the whole guns uh There's the nutty
0: fringe, again, who will say, and I I have these people in my my life. I have them on my Facebook, on my social media, who will say, well, you're denying the right of people to own a gun who are on the no-fly list who may very well be innocent. Okay. But you're probably talking about an exception, not the rule.
1: Yeah. And let's err, shall we, on the side of caution. Yeah. Yeah. The Fourth Amendment says a well-regulated – do I have this right, um, militia? Yeah. So and, I mean, it's the second why Amendment. have we ignored the words well-regulated somehow? How have those mm-hmm. gone – I mean, I don't get the whole, like, sh- uh, strict um, interpreta- interpret- interpretation. interpretation of conservatives right. and then ignoring those words. So
0: the Second Amendment of all the amendments in the Bill of Rights – the first ten amendments, is the only one with a preamble. Now, if anyone out there is a scholar or is familiar with laws or legality, they'll know that preambles are the interpretive key to the text that proceeds. Really? Why? Because it's the way that the author's... Want you to interpret the rest of the text that follows. So, the preamble to the so the preamble to the Constitution. I defer to your um, historicism. Well, so I've read a lot of books. The preamble to the Constitution is the interpretive key for the Constitution. The rest that follows. So that's huge. huge. Well regulated. Why is that ignored go. then? A well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. There you go. Yeah. That's the preamble.
1: Yeah. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What was the militia back then? That was like because another country could come in, mm-hmm. take you over, and we need like these local militias to like fight. Yes. We don't have that. That's a historical anomaly. It's an anachronism. Yeah. We no longer are in this situation. And truth be told, our militia now. Is the National Guard. Now, there are people who actually say we need guns in case the National Guard comes after us. Which is nutty. That, I mean, if the National Guard wants to come after us, they are going to win. Oh, they have nukes, they have tanks. Come on, the bazookas. Do we want to give the citizen bazookas? But I have friends who are libertarians, who are hardcore. Give them bazookas. Anything the government owns, they say
0: we should own. That's nutty. So the gun, if, the, if the government owns guns,
1: tanks, news, You know what? If, if, the, if the militias... I mean, if the National Guard wants to come after us, they're going to win. Just give them that. We are so screwed at that point right. where... You know what? Like, give it up. But I mean, no, that's, it, not gonna that's not going to happen. That's nutty. Because
0: the thing is, the military has fail-safes. Because we learn the lessons of... Especially in, the, in, in modern history, we learn the lessons of um, World War II. The Nuremberg Laws eliminated any soldier's excuse of, I was following orders. Yeah. That's no longer a valid excuse. If you followed orders and they were immoral or they were unethical or they put your people at risk or other people's yeah, lives at risk, obviously it's just you political. are not obligated to follow those. Right on. So that's a fail-safe. But that phrase, a well-regulated militia, a militia is a group of people who own weapons regulated by the state.
1: Yeah, the Second Amendment in no way implies an individual where, right to own guns. Where did uh, the Supreme Court go wrong on that? I mean, was there a case that I don't know? We haven't I haven't researched so this, but there actually
0: haven't been many cases on this particular point because the government has pretty much been laissez faire mm-hmm. on this point in terms of individual gun ownership because the yeah. Second Amendment is pretty clear. Yeah, if you read the entire Second Amendment, it's clear. You are allowed to own guns to keep and bear arms in your home as part of a well-regulated militia, not an individual right. Yeah. But in 2008, the Supreme Court had their Heller case. In the Heller case, which I I believe was written by Scalia, rest in peace, Um, (laughs) Scalia then and the Supreme Court created an individual right to gun ownership. But that was 2008. And how did they treat that phrase? I mean, did they ignore it? They pretty much ignored it? it. All right. So they meant. So, I think they, they twisted words to me like, well, yeah. if you're going to own a gun in a militia, that means individuals have to own guns to say the yeah. militia. Right. So they didn't interpret it in a modern sense, but no. they, yeah. All right. So, and, and I was, so I was gone today. I was absent because I went to a meeting. I went to an ELA chair meeting, which stands for English Language Arts. <laughs> I know. English teachers. I know, we love our actors. Language arts. Uh. But uh, so much of meaning. So my students um, had a sub, and I gave them a timed essay writing assignment, and they had to come up with um, a five-paragraph essay either um, in favor of or against gun control laws. So I haven't even seen them yet. I don't know what they said. But, um, Dang, you are mean. I'm
1: so mean. I'm like, well, I want to make something easy for the sub while well, I'm gone. No, but seriously, that is, I mean, those kids are working their tails off the whole period, and that is awesome. I want, to make I want my kid to have life,
0: you. I want the sub's life to be easy. <laughs> so the kids are quiet for 80 minutes while they write an essay. But um, there was a cartoon in the New York Times Upfront article that I gave my students where it showed um, gun ownership in 1776. And it was a militiaman with a front-loading musket sure right <laughs> every time you so fire you gotta load that gun crazy and then it's like gun it's like the gun owners 2018 yeah they have ar-15s uzis ammo stops, yes, all everything. that is not what our founding fathers intended no they didn't know about that stuff it, i mean so people say like well the the second amendment means you can own any gun you want
1: no. I that mean, is can you not imagine what they everybody be, being able to own a grenade launcher.
0: Come on. That's not reasonable.
1: Yeah. It's not at all reasonable. Yeah.
0: That is classic that you gave them that. So, the point being when the founding we have to read things when it comes to the constitution, we have to read things yes, historically. We need to take the original tense intent seriously. Then we also need to say, oh no what 's the practical application today
1: okay, so what 's happening now is if anybody even suggests that we should limit mm-hmm. um, guns, they get voted out yeah. the n r a has that much power to do, and it's evil. so we're like in this conundrum where we 're screwed and uh, is that going to change? Is that are people going to get sensible enough and and eventually go against the NRA or? I don't know. I I would I, hope so, but the NRA has so much money. Yeah. No. No doubt. They I are mean,
0: one of the largest. And most there's powerful
1: a boatload of NRA people that don't even agree with NRA principles, sure. and they just keep on giving, and that just um, they, we're, we're not going to get anywhere. No, because
0: these people are so indoctrinated in the NRA philosophy that any gun control legislation is an infringement on your second amendment rights. Yeah. And they don't realize, you know what? The second amendment gives me a right to own weapons as part of a militia. But then I'll say this, even in the 2008 Heller case, which was, I believe um, the decision was written by Scalia. Even Scalia wrote, that does not mean States in the federal government don't have a right to regulate
1: weapons. No way. That was Scalia. Now, California regulates, and I just—I'm sitting around the same bar we're sitting at Mm -hmm. with my hunter friends, and they say, "You know what? If you want to, if you want to carry around a concealed weapon, Mm -hmm. it actually depends on the sheriff in your county. Mm -hmm. That's how mishmashy our laws are. Like in, we are adjacent to Kern County, just Mm -hmm. a little border with them." in Santa Barbara County, and we are super liberal, and our sheriff will not give you concealed carry um, ability. Really? No way. Kern County, according to them, I don't know if it's true or not, Mm -hmm. everybody, yeah, go for it. The sheriff, I mean, we have two Californias. We have a red and a blue California. That's true. And uh, people in Kern, Kern County, they can carry concealed weapons. Mm -hmm. We cannot in Santa Barbara. They can come into our county Mm -hmm. with them. It's just crazy. It's weird, the laws. So the first time
0: that I became aware of gun control laws was probably 2004 because I was working on the Howard Dean campaign in Santa Maria. So um, in 2004, I was one of the Howard Dean... No like, way. Zealots. So Like, what? Howard Dean's the
1: man. He's going to, like, overthrow George W. Bush. We have to talk about why he went south because of some crazy shout. Someday.
0: I'm Someday. Sorry. Yeah. But that pissed me off because I was watching that speech live. And um, we'll talk about it later. But anyway, yeah. I, I
1: remember, like, in, in,
0: in the year 2000, the media was like, oh, Al Gore is so wooden. He's so stiff. And then along comes
1: somebody like Howard Dean, who was so passionate, and they railed him for it. Dude but, I loved him. I really loved him <laughs> i can't, i didn't so know good. this about you that you, had, you were I worked at. on the campaign oh man. it he was, was for a, about a year so smart oh, so well spoken
0: very and, uh, but I became aware of gun control laws when I worked on the campaign, and his position was one that I totally agree with. gun control should be um, enforced on a state by state basis, okay and even then, maybe county by county, so if you live mm-hmm. in New York City. Your gun control needs are probably different from the needs of like upstate New York. Yeah. Or even like the needs of New York are different
1: from the needs of Oklahoma or yeah. Texas. Yeah, I agree with that totally. And, but I would be okay with a national ordinance that said no mentally ill people. Yes. can get guns. I mean, come on. That's an obvious deal. Okay, yes. what about automatic weapons? To me, it's like, come on. You shouldn't be able to use a gun mm-hmm. for, uh, like, war purposes. Being able to right. kill as many people as you can in the shortest m- amount of time. Um, but a freaking uh, automatic weapon? Right. So what's the logic of people
0: who adamantly oppose gun control laws. We want to hunt. We want to have defense of our home. We want self-defense. You are not going to defend your home
1: with an AR-15, with like a 30- No. Bullet stock. You are going to be blitzed. You are goners. Exactly. You don't need that. And they know that. I think that it's the far left fringe that scares the hell mm-hmm. out of them, and they think somehow they really believe that somehow the government's going to come in and take all their guns. That's the slippery slope fallacy. Right, you're going to come for our AR-15s with a thirty,
0: you know, stock ammo gun or whatever. I don't know the lingo because I'm not a gun owner, but right with with up to thirty round capacity. Yep, fifty round capacity. Okay. Does that mean that I'm going to come up to your 9mm? <laughs> 45? No. No. I'm
1: not. No. But they don't think that. They don't. It's yeah. the nuttiness. Yeah. It's the it's, extremism. Is we can't find a middle. This is the point of our show. Because of the extremes, we can't, we're lost and we can't find a middle. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because usually the middle should be easiest to find. Right. And my father-in-law, I'll say this, he mm-hmm. owns multiple guns.
0: Multiple, and he was actually joking with me before I went to the San Jose teacher conference that I should go to San Jose to the CTA conference and convince teachers to own guns to protect their classrooms. Holy smokes! And that's the whole thing. But if I was like,
1: anybody thinks that teachers are going to carry guns mm-hmm. in the classroom, even the one percent that like that idea? Mm-hmm. No, that's I, never going to happen. No, because never. you know what. There will be way more people injured by accidental shootings. The cool. one time I went on a, a hunting trip with my buddies, mm-hmm. the second time actually, somebody's freaking gun went off. <gasps> and they are so gun pro-gun. Right. And they're like, holy smokes, how is that? But of course, we're human. Yeah. We're human. But he so he endorsed that idea.
0: But I will say, my father-in-law is very responsible with his guns. He knows what he's doing. He knows his s***. And so he keeps his guns stored and put away, and he's not a loon. Yeah, I mean, he might be a little extreme on the issue, but he takes care of his guns. He's he's a responsible gun owner.
1: But here's the deal. All my gun-loving and hunting-loving friends are really responsible. I mean, (laughs) anal about it. And I love that. But... They truly believe that somebody's gonna come someday and get their guns. And that's not gonna happen. Never. And that's why they prevent any kind of sensible, like middle of the road, don't let mentally handicapped people have guns. Don't let any kind of spousal abuser have guns. That's crazy to me. I mean, yeah. Get, how, the huge percentage of spousal deaths mm-hmm. is from a spouse that kills them with a gun. Right. I think if you have a
0: history of violence, of course, if you have a history of mental illness. I mean, come on. If you're have for to... whatever reason on the, on the no fly list. Yeah. These things should be
1: shared. And, and then you they'll say, not have guns. Yeah. But who decides who are, right. is on the, and then, okay, you know what? We have to, there will be some people who are legit uh-huh. and shouldn't be on the list. But you know what? What's the benefits? The benefits outweigh the cost. Totally, they really do. Las Vegas. Let's let's recount a new town. Yes, the church it's in Texas. Texas. Yeah, um, the college in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. West, the San uh, Bernardino, Bernardino shooting, mm-hmm. the Orlando shooting. Yes, we're so numb to. A, Everything. It's nutty. I mean, you had children being killed, people at a concert who were being
0: killed, gays at a nightclub being killed. What demographic has to die? Yeah. Before we're
1: like, oh, maybe we should pass some kind of sensible gun control laws, like an NRA conference or something like that, or you know what? That's uh, even then
0: they'd be like, well, you know, maybe
1: more of those oh, people should own oh, guns. If it, was, if it was at an NRA conference, it'd be like that's more reason to have guns. And that's their logic.
0: Well, at the Pulse nightclub, if those gays would have owned a gun, they could have stopped the shooter. At that Jason Aldean concert
1: in Las Vegas, if they had a gun, they could have stopped that shooter. So, in do I have this right? All the states that have tighter restrictions, Mm -hmm. there are less deaths accidentally, and by mass shootings. By mass
0: shootings. So if you look at studies, for example, if you look at mass shootings, deaths per million in each state, according to 2017 data, states like Oregon or Idaho, Massachusetts, Connecticut, these states, no mass shootings. But they have the tightest, probably except for Idaho, the tightest gun control legislation. Yeah. And they do not have a problem.
1: Yeah. The Idaho with because, the
0: loosest Texas the most.
1: Yeah. I bet Texas has a bull load and they, I don't see them changing. No. I really don't. Until something nutty happens. No, even things have happened that are nutty. Yeah. They Texas just won't tech. change. Yeah. That's it. Texas Tech. Look they were it. the they were the really the start of it when some sniper, I think it was University of Texas, was picking up people at a big old bonfire. Mm-hmm. And um oh nothing will change there. And it's it's the
0: culture. It's yeah. we love our guns more than we love the lives of these people. Or we love sensibility, really. Right. Yeah. So I would rather own my gun than care about your well being. Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing. So Uh, And so drink up, people, because as a Catholic, I have to say this. Gun control laws are a pro-life issue. Yeah. 100%. No doubt. No doubt. So we, so many, and I talked about this in the first um, podcast, but so many people who identify as pro-life, they love to stand up and defend for the lives of those um, unborn children who are taken by abortion. And I stand there with them because I... we might disagree on this but i am against abortion but their, their 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 defense of innocent lives ends at birth hypocrisy it's major hypocrisy and so it's like okay so you're defending that unborn child's life that their right to live but then when they're 5 or 6 years old where's your where's your concern for their lives when someone murders children at Sandy Hook Elementary with weapons that we should ban yeah Yep, no doubt. And we can't just be pro-life when it's easy, when it's a mother who has... An unborn child. We have to be pro-life from the beginning to end of life. And that includes people who are killed every day, like in Chicago. Yeah. They have crazy amounts of gun violence there. Yeah. We have to be pro-life from beginning to end. And that includes yeah. passing. We the to fight,
1: fight for people that are getting killed in our nutty gun country. We are a gun country. You know, that's part of our history. But we have to still fight the people that are getting killed by guns all the time. We have more guns in this country than citizens. Yeah. It's a crazy situation. It's historical. I know it won't change, but please, we are not going to come for all your guns, hunters. We are not. But we want to make just middle of the road sensible laws. All right, we're going to fight. And I would fight any far lefty who says, we're going to come for your rifle. We're going to come for your shotgun. We're going to come for your handgun. No, if you're a responsible gun owner, I would totally <laughs> march. I would be totally out there on the front lines for I'm your sorry. rights to own a gun, but not an automatic rifle. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a, and no mental Ill, mentally ill peop, uh, person should own a gun and no abusive person should own a gun. No criminal, obviously. And, um, I mean, let's find some middle ground here. Come on. I think the problem is that people are so
0: entrenched in their ideology, they can't bend. Yeah. And they look at any attempt to regulate weapons as an infringement on their right. Yeah. My right to own a gun. And so, this sense that this is my right to own a gun, then... Makes it to where the gun owners
1: don't have to have any sense of responsibility. Yeah, they back themselves. It's so easy to back yourself against a wall mm-hmm. because the, the extreme position is so easy to take. And you know exactly where you stand always. And the gray, what we are continually pushing for in this podcast, just gets overlooked.
0: It does. And, you know, if you look at other countries where they pass reasonable gun control laws. Australia. Australia, for example. If you look at Europe in general, yeah. they
1: don't have or Canada, our neighbors. Yeah, you know that's what? a great uh, comparison because they had this fairly similar history to us. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They do not see no. gun violence at the same level that we do. No. So I mean, the old um, argument that yeah, we that we're, we're how we are because of our history that just doesn't fly. It doesn't. And no one is
0: saying, at least no one who's reasonable is saying, take guns away. Yeah. We're saying things like, you know what? If you're buying a gun, you should go through a background check. Whether you're buying a gun from a distributor or at a Uh, gun shows. Gun shows.
1: Those are nutty. You should have
0: a background check.
1: Yeah. Gun shows, that's the huge loophole that keeps on getting through somehow. By the way, Mm -hmm. are you ever going to buy a gun? Okay. So I would rather never own a gun. My wife, I think,
0: my wife was in the military. I think she'd be fine owning a gun.
1: I'm I, gonna buy a gun, maybe someday, mm-hmm. if I get, you have to go through the hoops. I love the hoops, mm-hmm. I like the hurdles. I'm gonna do it someday. So, so it's like, I have no problem with guns. I
0: don't have a problem with guns either because um, when I was in Boy Scouts, we shot guns all the time. Yeah. So I shot shotguns, I shot rifles on a regular basis. Yeah. And then I've been to shooting ranges. I shot the um, 9mm, the PX4 yep. Storm. Yep, and uh, I'm pr- I'm a pretty good shot actually. Damn straight. I love that feeling when you shoot a rifle or when you shoot a shotgun and you get that
1: recoil and it hits okay. your shoulder. I love that feeling. Can the libs, the far left libs, mm-hmm. outlaw all guns? Do you no. think? No. no. Okay. Never. Never. We're liberal, Jose. We have to con- convince mm-hmm. the far right's. To believe us. And we have to convince the far left to stop
0: Stop. coming after people's legitimate right to own guns. Yep, exactly. So, to wrap up our conversation, Joel and I, you know, we both would identify as being on the left. We would encourage the people who are more to the left of us to give up the dream. (laughs) To give up the nightmare, really, of a world where there are no guns. Because
1: regardless, someone's
0: going to own a gun.
1: And also to explore what these people who love guns have gone through in their family, in their culture, and, and to say, hey, you know what, that's part of them. That guns really are part of American history. You would not have been able to make it across the West without a gun. And that becomes part of you. And that becomes, I mean, anything that protects your family is part of you.
0: And I would tell people on the left, go fire guns. Yeah, There's fun.
1: No, Nothing more
0: enjoyable than firing um, a gun into, yeah. the, like, the hillside, of, you know, in the middle of nowhere. It is damn or shoot fun. A, sh- you know, to shoot a bullet into a, into a TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing feeling. Yeah. But, but then conversely, I would encourage, you know, our friends on the right. And our family members, honestly, Mm -hmm. I have family who are like this. To encourage those on the right, we are not coming after your guns. We just want sensible gun
1: control laws that will protect human lives. It's a sensible middle. And this, this topic, more than any other topic, really sort of... I don't know, accentuates this idea that the the truth is in the middle. It's not wishy washy. Mm-hmm. It's not like it it really is. It's it's in between the two the the two extremes. It's the both and. Yeah,
0: the both and it doesn't have to be one or the other. And so I hope that, you know, going forward you guys are able to have conversations with your friends in person with your family in person or on social media, wherever. Your politicians. Your politicians. And encourage them. Look, we don't want to take people's guns away from them. But we do want gun control laws that protect American citizens, that protect children, that protect people who are just having a good time at a nightclub. And
1: also, you know, to have some faith that it will work. Yeah. These are real lives that will be saved because of this. Even laws that say, you know, parents, you need to lock up your guns so that this guy in our own town who is a student of our beloved colleagues, doesn't get killed. You know, I think there might be laws on the books um, in California to that effect, but it needs to happen everywhere.
0: And You know, I hear people say gun control laws won't stop people from getting killed.
1: Well, you're right. Of gun
0: course. Gun, uh, Duh.
1: You know, stop signs. That doesn't mean
0: you don't try. Exactly. Stop signs don't stop people from running stop signs. Come on. What but a you dumb s- argument. It is so dumb. But you hear it all the time. Yeah. You have to stop as many of them as you can with laws. And even if you
1: stop one death, it's worth it. Think of it as your own child. You have to, you do.
0: So as we wrap up this week, um, Joel, tell our listeners, what are you listening
1: to? What are you reading? What's going on this week? I am trying to contribute more here on this because my Fred talks suck so bad. And I love music. And I come home every day, and I uh, read so many articles. I'm going to start with um, a website that I love that I want you guys to try. If you love reading long articles, which is what I I don't read books like Jose does. I I read long articles. I think that's a perfect format for getting information without having to go through too much of the nuts and bolts. And it's called Longform.org. Connors Friedersdorf. Honor Friedersdorf is the um, the shall we say producer of the um, website, and he rocks. And man, I've linked into so many great articles that way. Secondly, um, New Yorker. I subscribe. Oh, That's yeah. one of the only the. No, I subscribe to New Yorker and Atlantic, and um, there's a great article called um, The Women Who Took on the Mafia. If you guys love, like, the Godfather movie, please read this article. In the New Yorker, you get, I think, two or three a month for free. Oh, man, it's so good. If you love The Godfather, you will just run through it. These ladies are heroes in Italy for sticking up to the mob and sticking it to the mob. And then the other one in New Yorker is crazy. Uh, What does it mean to die? I think it was the name of it. By um, Rachel Aviv. The other one, by the way, i got to start giving um, credit to the authors. The other New Yorker, um, the Mafia, uh, was Alex Perry. But the the other one is Rachel Aviv. And it's a little girl in Oakland who dies. They take her body to New Jersey. And she shows signs of life. I'm going to leave it at that because it's so nutty from there. And you're left wondering... Is she coming back to life? Wow. But it just explores in the most intriguing way what it really means scientifically, Mm -hmm. but also religiously to die. And it's just, it's so good. Wow. Okay, musically, I, oh man, I just love a band called Clap Your Hands and Say Yeah. 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 They are um, sort of the ultimate independent band for all of you guys that love um, independent bands because they've tried to do everything in-house. They've tried to do everything um, without huge corporations, and they rock. Check them out, please, and give them some love because they are so good, so fun. What's one of your
0: favorite songs of
1: theirs? I just love the song Skin of My Yellow Country Teeth. I love the song, Give Me Some Salt. Uh, Devil Says Dance is another dandy. And check them out because they're so independent. They do everything in-house and they're so good. All right, what do you got? This week. Okay, so, <clears throat>
0: this week, I have been um, listening to a rapper named Propaganda. Nice. I think I've mentioned him to before.
1: Now, I think I remember you not necessarily loving rap for, no. in, the, in your past, but so this guy's got you.
0: So, in the past, mm-hmm. I mean, there were artists I liked. Like, I loved Tupac. Yeah. I think Tupac was the most socially conscious artist out there. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z had some moments, but I, I don't know. I think after the 80s and into the 90s, rap became a genre to me, and I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who would disagree, but rap became a genre to me that represented misogyny, sexism, materialism, just like the worst of American yeah. consumers. I was definitely and disgusted culture. by some of the rap lyrics I heard. And these women who were listening to it, I mean, I had so many friends. We'd go to bars, we'd go to clubs, and they would listen. And I would say, don't you hear the lyrics? And they go, well, I, don't really, I don't listen to the lyrics. I just love the music. Yeah. And like You know that they're talking shit about you, right? Yeah. They're treating you like you're less than human. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to our hashtag Me Too conversation. Totally. Like, they're treating you like an object. Mm-hmm. For
1: to fulfill their your their own needs, their own sexual pleasures, by the way, the rap community would never say they would change because of like coercion or any mm-hmm. kind of like protest, but they have all oh, majorly so recently though Kendrick
0: Lamar i mean he has he still has some songs that I'm like, eh, yeah, like he's, he's got he's... one album that's come out and I've been listening to it. Yep. And a lot of the songs are so good. But he has a couple where I'm like, eh. But he's in the right direction. Chance the Rapper, amazing. He donated, I think, like a million dollars to Chicago schools. Yeah. Yeah he references god he references his faith and his
1: music yeah my son's love him oh so good i think he might have played at UCSB ash and it's that yeah oh, I,
0: but the one that i've caught into the most is this guy named propaganda and his real name is jason emmanuel petty he's like in his 30s but his stage name is propaganda he was born and raised um, in la he's an la rapper slash artist and his rap music features heavy beats, amazing. Like they're like, I just I sit there in my car. I'm a white guy. Well, I'm Mexican, but whatever. You're more white <laughs> than Mexican. <laughs> I totally. I'm a coconut. Well, not even a coconut, really. Like a light light coconut. But I'm bobbing my head. I'm like my head is like going along with the music. But then he's got like a spoken word quality to his rap, and um, hmm. it's brilliant. And he's also a pastor. The no a Church in L. A. And he has these brilliant rhymes, Joel. So good. So, one of the songs that I absolutely love is called Crooked. It's on his um, album, I think it's called Crooked Way. Listen to this. He says, Word to grandpops who couldn't fathom the Obamas. I don't hate America just to mean she keeps her promises. 20 teens looking like the 60s, it's crazy. A nationwide deja vu what my people post to do. Go to schools named after the clan founder. Word around town is y'all don't see why we frowning. Crazy. And I don't do it any I justice.
1: Just got goosebumps. That... see, people discount the. I mean, they ah, oh, no history, no intelligence, no mm-hmm. baloney. This I heard the song and I was hooked. Damn straight. It's
0: social justice. It's Christianity. It's just being socially aware and having
1: depth. It's not and, about like and overcoming for him. Yes. overcoming and having that kind of. I mean, he's the true wise man of yes. our age. And, and you hear like, you know, you hear these songs and it's like,
0: I'm on a boat when I've got money and I'm pouring yeah. crystal on some chick's butt while And she's then you talking. hear this
1: guy. And, and and this but there's a bunch amazing. of that. There's a bunch of that in rap. And we have to mm-hmm. hand it to, to those guys that are doing that for the culture.
0: And then he's got this other song. It's called lofty as a Catholic, as a Christian, I love faith and reason. And we talked about this before. There's people in our culture who want us who want to drive a wall, who want to drive a wedge between faith and reason. but yeah. They go together. And in, in my view, they go together and, and Propaganda has this song called Lofty Oh,
1: I love the first one, I got goosebumps
0: He starts, his the first verse goes God spoke in a formless earth was sculpted His poetry producing populations Making constellations with his conversations Gazing at his own creation Proclaiming it was good and there we stood Fashioned from the dust With authority he orchestrated organisms In every single cell in every ecosystem He keeps going And uh, then he says And the exact calculation of the universe is perfect Permanently impossible to manage how photosynthesis takes place to perfectly convert the vividness of light into chemical energy for the purpose of maintaining and giving life. <laughs> Intelligent design doesn't even begin to define his creative craftsmanship. And he goes on and on with, like, he references. Super dense. He mentions physics. He mentions evolution. Crazy on on. dense. So he talks about, like, this: God is, like, the ultimate poet and Scientist. Yeah. And I love right that. On. And I've been listening to Propaganda. And it's just... I have Apple Music. I downloaded Apple Music. I get three free months. This is not an ad. I get three free months of... I <laughs> know. I feel the same way. We talk about Costco and beer. All time. We never get money for any of this show. Maybe of course. So <laughs> but no, I get three free months of Apple Music. After that, I'll pay 9 dollars a month. And I'm listening <laughs> to every album of Propaganda. And it is amazing. I'm
1: going da- to... I'm going to go Check it out Propaganda right on. Yeah. Dang That was some Dance lyrics so I mean brilliant. They are the poets Of the present For sure For sure Yeah, That's cool So check them out people Propaganda Right on That's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening to our humble little podcast. You could do us a huge favor. Please subscribe to our podcast whenever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to rate our show and leave a review. Your rating will help others find our show. And be sure to find us on Facebook, on Conversations on Tap. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening boom